Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Coach Johnny B. Welcome back to the Performance Bus Podcast. Uh, we're playing this fun game today where Zach and I have a list of topics and I'm choosing one and we're just going on it. Um, and today we're choosing the 61225 method as a topic. Uh, I said this on an earlier episode. I I am a nerd for human movement, rehab, strength condition, whatever. I just love reading it. Uh, my wife would probably attest that I, sometimes it gets more of my attention than she does. Um, but this is one that I've never heard of today. So I'm super stoked to ask some questions and uh, learn. We are talking about the 61225 method with Zach uh, Long, the barbell physio. Zach, uh, what is this? I figured that's where you were going when you said you didn't know what this was. Because I sent Johnny a whole list of different like brainstorm podcast topic ideas a couple of weeks ago. And so when he said he didn't know this, I figured that this is the only thing on that list that Johnny might not know was the 61225 method. So this is a, a loading method that was made by like late strength and conditioning coach legend, Charles Poliquin. So if you don't know Charles Poliquin, he probably passed away five years ago, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, but this guy was just a, a wealth of knowledge in the strength and conditioning world. One of the most influential characters in the entire space for a, a really, really long time. And he came up with this 61225 method that I really like in my own training. We've incorporated it into a couple of different programs inside of Performance Plus programming. And it is a hypertrophy loading um, method, essentially. So the goal of this is to try to help create a hypertrophy stimulus to increase muscle mass. And so before we go into what the 61225 method is, I think it will make more sense if we step back and talk about like the mechanisms of muscle hypertrophy. And when you look at the research in muscle hypertrophy, um, probably the best person to read is like Brad Schoenfeld. He's put out tons of great stuff through his lab. But there are three different uh, proposed mechanisms of muscle hypertrophy, mechanical tension, muscle damage and metabolic stress. And we believe that it's those three things combined that lead to your body being signaled to increase uh, the size of a specific muscle. So mechanical tension, that's just like lifting a relatively heavy load, stretching the muscle, putting actual tension on the muscle itself, and then progressively overloading that over time. Most people agree that that's probably the most important component to creating a hypertrophy response. The next two, most people think are a little less important. The second one is muscle damage, which you tend to find a little bit more of when you do things like, like slow eccentrics and going in like super stretched positions with different loaded movements. That kind of breakdown that you get from eccentrics um, is, is one proposed mechanism. So that's like, um, like when you feel super sore after a workout, like if you did, a, if you did five sets of 10 with a really slow controlled negative, on your bench press or your squats, like you are going to be sore the next day because you created a lot of muscle damage and muscle. And then the last one is metabolic stress. And this is like the pump. So this is like, like when I know you do this, Johnny, before you met your wife, you would go out and you'd hit like a hundred push-ups before you left uh -huh. the house and go to the bar. Cause you want to have that nice, like peck pump before you walk in that's metabolic stress. So when you are doing like pump style work and you feel a big muscle burn in a muscle, even though you're not necessarily like lifting the heaviest weight, that's you creating all these little metabolites in the muscle that then create a, a bit of a hypertrophy stimulus as well. That's probably the most debated of the three mechanisms of muscle hypertrophy is the metabolic stress one. But most people say it's um, mechanical tension, muscle damage, metabolic stress. 
And so the 61225 method tries to combine all three of those at once. So you do a set of six, you rest about 15 seconds, do a set of 12, rest about 15 seconds, do a set of 25, and then rest anywhere from two to four minutes between you do rounds of this giant set. So a workout like that, it's pretty brutal, to be honest with you. So let's yeah. say you're, yeah, let's say you're doing something like um, let's say you're doing you want to go after your hamstrings. So you might do something like six Romanian deadlifts. So we're going really heavy on that. We're getting somewhere between zero to two reps of failure here. But that's a heavy load for a lot of mechanical tension on the muscle. We then rest 15 seconds while we go over to our glute ham developer. And we do a set of 12 glute ham raises. So now we're getting a little bit more time under tension with a set of 12 that theoretically is going to create a little bit more muscle damage. There's a lot of overlap between these two. So it's not like six is mechanical tension, 12 is only muscle damage, 25 is only metabolic stress. But we finished the set of 12 glute ham raises, and then we jump over to some banded leg curls for a set of 25. And the set of 25 is by far the worst because you're already hurting a little bit from the six and 12. And now you get to like rep 15 and you're like kind of seeing stars. Your hamstrings are on fire. You get to where you're cranking out like two reps at a time and you got to rest for like three seconds to get the next rep in. And getting through that set of 25 is typically fairly tough, but um, it creates a, a pretty gnarly hypertrophy stimulus for a lot of people. So it could be a, a great loading protocol to do. You did it, you know, because you did the bulletproof quads program yeah, not it, too long yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember I totally, you saying a I'm, note I'm, after the first day of a six twelve twenty five, and you're like, "Dude, that was like my whole workout for the day." Yeah, that one I think was sissy squats. I can't uh -huh, remember what the twelve on. was. I think the twelve was like heels elevated goblet squats, and then the twenty five yep. was like banded knee TKEs. Extensions. TKEs. Yeah. It was it was TKEs. And so I, I was sitting here grimacing as Zach's telling the story because I realized I have in fact done this before, yeah. and you're talking about the twenty five. And uh, it's the most miserable thing because you're getting your butt kicked by a freaking band that isn't yeah. really probably under any other circumstance a warm up. And like yeah. you're, you know, it's it feels like you literally cannot do another rep except for you actually can do another rep. It's awful. This yeah, is like puke city kind of feeling. My least favorite training is when I'm doing like metabolic stress stuff because you can always do one more rep. But it's just, Always. can you tolerate more buildup of those metabolites, which um, sucks. It's one of the most impressive things to me about like elite CrossFit athletes is like the style of training they do creates a lot of those metabolic, that metabolic stress. And they can somehow deal with that burn at just a completely different level than you and I. They can just block that out because it's almost never that the weight's too heavy. It's just that they their muscles get to a point where like they can no longer control the amount of acid that's being basically pulled in there, but they can somehow suck it up for another couple of reps. This is going to get real nerdy for a second. And <laughs> I'll stop. But I have like, it challenges my understandings of physiology, like cross high level CrossFit athletes, yeah, yeah. Uh, because theoretically like they should be hitting all sorts of like local like lactic thresholds and like they can just continue to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and they're not seizing up like there's no like moment where they just fall over and start vomiting all over the place like it is an incredible like uh like unique uh genetic gift to be able to do that man like it's something yeah freaky 
For sure. That, I don't understand it as well. The ones that I've worked with in the clinic, I've done like some blood flow restriction work on, which creates a huge metabolic stress buildup in their ability to shut it off and do more reps than I would have thought would be physiologically possible underneath those blood flow restriction conditions is insane. So I, I've actually done that. And then we do like lactate testing, uh, for runners. And so I started doing like lactate blood draws on people while they were doing BFR stuff. And like, they're, they're off the charts. I mean, it's literally like, I'm specifically referring to one person who I don't know if she wants me to mention her name, but she was former games (laughs) athlete and she would just, just keep going. And they're like, yo, that you should be dead right now. And she was like, I feel fine. Like, like, all right, cool. Let's go again. Um, so back to six, six, 12, 25. Uh, I have all sorts of questions, but first one is let's say I'm going to do how do, what's the exercise selection like process like for, if I'm going to implement this method for hypertrophy. So think of your six as being a big compound movement. So if we're talking hamstrings or glutes, we're talking Romanian deadlifts or heavy hip thrusts. If we're talking quads, we're looking at front squats. If we're talking biceps, um, if you want to take it down to like a small muscle, we're doing heavy chin-ups. Maybe they're even weighted. So the, the six is going to be your heavy compound. The 12 is going to be what you would typically think of as an accessory exercise. So on a typical strength day, we're separate from 6, 12, 25. Let's say you're going in your squatting. You might do squats followed by rear foot elevated split squats or lunges or split squats as your secondary quad exercise, that accessory exercise becomes your 12 typically. And then 25 is just whatever you can think of to isolate that muscle and be really, really targeted with it. So hamstrings are going to be leg curls. Uh, Your quads are going to be leg extensions or banded TKEs. Your biceps at that point, that might be like the lightest resistance band you have, just like standing curls. Um, Your pecs, that's going to be something like... um, Man, the last time I did a pec version of this, it was literally push-ups, but with the bar elevated to about waist height because I'd done (laughs) like heavy bench press as my six. Then my 12 was dips and my 25, I mean, literally bar like three feet off the ground, cranking out a set of 25. Like if anybody walked into the gym when I was doing that, they were probably like, what is with this guy? He looks a lot fitter. He shouldn't be having to do these elevated push-ups. I was like (laughs) dying on them. So yeah, tw- the 25 is just what can you do to isolate that muscle group the most? And as far as loading goes on your set of six and your tempos, are you uh are you keeping that six set like in that like 75 to 80% or are you gonna get a little heavier than that? And then I want are you most tempos of the 12? So Poliquin would talk about hitting failure on the set of six. And I don't think we need to do wow. that. Um, that was also, you know, when he was talking about that stuff, we knew a little bit less about muscle hypertrophy than we do now. When we know now that you don't have to hit failure to get a hypertrophy stimulus, you need to be close to failure, but you don't have to hit it. So I have most people aiming for between zero and three reps shy of failure. So a weight that you could probably do for eight or nine reps is probably your ideal. That set of 12, a lot of times that's a little bit more playing around with it. Cause it's not like we could say you know, I want you to use your 15 rep max in the set of 12 because you're already fatigued from the set of six. So it's a little harder to dial in the set of 12. The 25 is surprisingly not that hard because really you're picking the exercise that you look at and you're like, that's a joke. I can do that. No problem. But by the time you get to it, you experience all the stuff we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes here. Wow. Um, uh, you, uh, did you answer this to use tempo 
for that like on your 15 are you trying to because you're looking for mechanical damage are you trying to do four second eccentrics i'm usually not like super emphasizing i want it a controlled eccentric and a fast concentric i want the eccentric the lowering to be a little slower than the concentric but i don't typically program like very specific like three second eccentric one second pause up fast just be slower on the eccentric than the concentric okay uh, and the rest between sets is two minutes, 15 between the, the exercises. So six set reps, rest 15, 12 reps, rest 15, 25 reps, but you need a lot of time to recover from this. Two minutes is on the short end. Like if I was doing a, a bicep six, 12, 25 program, I could probably recover from that in two minutes. If I'm doing quads or hamstrings or glutes or some bigger muscle group, two minutes isn't going to cut it. And I'm probably going to be more in the four minute rep range, a four minute rest range before I get back after it. You want to be pretty recovered. You don't want to get into the next set and not be able to complete the whole round of six, 12, 25. And that's going to take a little while. Um, as far as the number of six, 12, 25s I can do. So let's say it, uh, I'm going to do a chest day. How many variations of this can I do? Can, uh, can I do three different six to 25s is there like a number for you that's kind of ideal so typically if i'm programming this let's say i'm doing this for somebody that i'm programming to just straight strength for and they're not doing crossfit at all um typically this is the only exercise that they're doing for that body part that day like you don't want to come in and do heavy back squats and then do like the quad six twelve twenty five we talked about earlier but you might be able to do like your strength piece, heavy Romanian deadlifts, and then do our quad six twelve twenty five. After that, from a hypertrophy perspective, what you typically want to do from a programming is is week by week increase your overall volume. And so, I very frequently start with two sets of six twelve twenty five. Next week, we come back to it. We hit three sets. Next week, we come back to it four sets. And realistically, you are not going to want to do more than four sets of six, 12, 25. Yeah, so that's a that good way over a three week wave to up that volume. After those three weeks, we swap that out for either a different loading scheme or just different exercises for that. That sounds terrible. If for a theoretical, what was the most I've done? I, I tried five. I tried to get it to five once and I started the fifth round and I was like, I, I don't have the juice to get through the set of 12. It was just yeah, done. Dude, Muscle glycogen completely spent. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, that like just doing one of those in a more like rehab intention way was like, I, like you said earlier, a workout, like a done. I feel terrible now. <laughs> um, if theoretically, could we go something like uh, maybe a little bit more CrossFit specific, but still looking at like building like back strength. Hey, I'm going to do a set of six weighted pull-ups. Then I'm going to do a set of 12 kipping. And then I'm going to slide over and do like banded lat pull-downs for a set of 25. Is that something that you could theoretically use for CrossFit specific athletes? Yeah, I really think that that's a great combo for CrossFit athletes because in CrossFit so often we have to, like you talked about earlier, like we got to be able to tolerate that metabolic buildup. You have to have a lot of localized stamina. I mean, we always talk about like CrossFit, you need strength, you need gymnastic skills, you need to have um, conditioning, but that conditioning isn't just like, can your heart pump and maintain a high heart rate? You're going to see a lot of workouts where we really challenge your ability to recover one muscle group really, really fast. A great example of that is the workout JT. You know that by heart? Yeah. 21, 15, nine pushups, handstand pushups and dips. 
And if you're a, a badass, you do that uh, strict tips, not kipping. <laughs> so that that you know, we got three exercise in a row, they're all going to challenge pecs, shoulders, triceps. So you need stamina in that area. So if you find yourself on workouts that are a little bit more stamina based, like your ability to recover one muscle group really fast and get it back to being ready to work again, this is a great protocol for that. And I love the example you gave there. Six strict pull-ups, maybe weighted depending on your strength abilities. You drop the weight, then you hit 12 kipping. Then you drop down off the bar and you do seated band lap pull downs, you do straight arm pull down, something like that to then isolate the muscles. It's going to be a great way to build some stamina. That's love it. You're uh, seeing a lot more elite CrossFit athletes jumping into more like what looks like bodybuilding style training to supplement a lot of their strength work because they're starting to recognize more and more that, you know, their, their zone two stuff's pretty good. Their ability to go hard on a workout for two minutes and rest for four minutes and get back at another hard two is good. But there, a lot of people are noticing their stamina kind of sucks. Yeah, I work with a girl uh, who just f- did Wadapalooza in the RX division, and her coach is a brute coach. They were just doing like that was that's her build up for the open right now. It's just so much of that like tolerance of like low load, high rep, like muscle fatigue and failure, and just trying to push that buffer farther and farther because. At the end of the day, there's probably not going to be 175 pound shoulder overheads in the open for women. It's probably going to be 65 pound barbell that you need to do a hundred times. So, yeah, uh, well, I think what, what we've noticed over the last three or four years in the CrossFit Open is more workouts are limited by one muscle group than they are your yeah. your overall conditioning. Take um, last year's workout with the wall walks. Like every, yep. I knew very few people that said wall walks and double unders that said it was their heart rate that kept them going. But I know a lot of people that said like, my shoulders couldn't do another wall walk. I mean, I remember I was like laying on the ground, face down, arms at my side, not breathing hard, but I was just like, I can't move my arms again. And it would take me 30 seconds to recover my deltoids to be able to do the next wall walk. Uh, there's another workout that was, um, I'm really bad at remembering specifics of workouts, but the, yeah. the burpee box jump. Um, was it devil's presses? Devil's dumbbell snatches. Yeah, that, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's low back blew up because they just weren't used to the stamina of how much they were having to be hinged over. And so that's another example where like a 6, 12, 25 workout might help you out a little bit with that localized stamina. That's awesome. I do. This is, uh, of course, I'm immediately going to go do really terrible things to myself with this to play around with it. But uh, for people that don't want to get nerdy and, and figure out hypertrophy on their own, um, we have a program, uh, a hypertrophy program that Zach wrote. Did you put any of this in there or is it a little bit more traditional kind of hypertrophy stuff? The our hypertrophy program doesn't have any 6, 12, 25 in it, but um, we basically wrote that for CrossFit athletes that that want to look a little bit better. Like we're we focus so much on performance, but aesthetics is also like a big goal for so many of us. And it just puts a little bit more volume on your arms, a little bit more volume on your shoulders and traps, which a lot of times is what people need from an aesthetic standpoint. We do have 6, 12, 25 method stuff incorporated into bulletproof quads. And um, a yeah. bulletproof back builder. Both of those have a, a few different six, twelve, twenty fives in it. So if you get 
your quads blow up on the bike or squatting or your low back blows out on doing low load high rep deadlifts those are your jams and yep. that sounds awesome uh well cool man that was awesome thank you thank you i learned today that's like the most beneficial 20 minutes of my entire day so thank you for that zach i uh, hope you guys learned something too and uh go go check out the barbellphysio.com there's so much other great um depth into all sorts of information like this uh make sure you check out performance plus programming.com too and if you want to check out those programs they're linked in the show notes so if any of our uh, listeners we will talk- do some 6 12 25 tag us on instagram like post it up in your story on your page and tag us i want to see what nasty creations y'all come up with that's a great idea yeah. well, i will do the worst one i'm i'm all for <laughs> donating my body to science so if you got something good let me know you want to put heavy squats assault bike something together i'm i'm in yeah yeah uh well thanks guys tag us in your creations and we will talk to you soon